Four o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Yeah, baby. This week, this is a special Let's Get Dressed Up edition. Yeah. And thank you, fake band. Thank you, fake audience. This is a real suit. It's not fake. I've got to go to a wedding. I love weddings. <laughs> oh, boy, do I love weddings. Um, <laughs> I like them so much I've had two. Actually, I've had three. Uh, I remarried my second wife on our 10th anniversary uh, through a surprise wedding. <laughs> she had no idea it was coming. Had 100 people. That was fun to organize. Um, I do. I have to leave early tonight. Ooh laid my screen out hello folks in the chat room laid my screen out a little differently tonight it's actually scaring the hell out of me uh, so I've got to get my button gear and I've got to end the show around 5 5 10 p.m. at the very latest in order to do all the tagging and stuff of the show then jump in my car and race off to the wedding because I don't want to miss the ceremony now actually what I really don't want to miss are the hors d'oeuvres before the ceremony, because it's going to be at a Four Seasons Hotel, so the hors d'oeuvres are going to be really, really good. Um, welcome to the big show. Let me get this volume down a little bit. I see red every now and then. Um, last week, we had a really, really good show, uh, using you guys as the arbiters of good taste to pick the stuff for our top ten. And I thought that you guys did a really good job in that. Thanks again to uh, Paul Croteau. Crote, I can never, I don't know if it's Croteau, Croteau, <laughs> Cockatoo, I don't know. Anyway, Yo Pauly uh, was the person who did all the tabulating and did a great job at that. So this week, um, I was going to skip the show because I've got to do a wedding. And next week, I'm already booked to do, oh yeah, next week we're going... Uh, we're going to do a remote live from Matt Hurt's home studio. Um, I forget what the range of topics are going to be. I know I wrote it in my uh, in my book, and I've spoken to Matt about it, but I can't remember because I had about four hours of sleep last night. So this week I decided to do an abridged version of the show, and we're going to continue using the same playlist as we used last week. Uh, and we're going to pick up at number 31 because we got to 30 things last week. So we're going to pick up at number 31. But before I start, uh, I want to tell you guys some stuff. And that is that uh, due to popular request over seven long years of doing the show, I finally added added it, I'm telling you, sleepless in Seattle, added a taxi TV section to the forum. So now you can go on there and you can talk about uh, topics that we talk about on the show. You can suggest new topics for the show. Anything you want to do, but try not to ask me to clarify stuff from the show on there because I, I, I can't go on there five or ten times a day and check and see what's on there. Generally speaking, I check out the forum a couple of times a week. And uh, so just know that it will be mostly you guys, as it's always been on the forum. It's really a community-run forum with very little oversight from yours truly, and I think it, it operates best that way. So there's a taxi TV section of the forum. Also want to let you know, uh, in case you missed the email we sent out a couple hours ago, that we now have made the favorites live for people who are current paid taxi members. Uh, 
you can go through the listings uh, and if you see an opportunity or a listing that you like, you can click favorite on that one. You can click favorite on another one. You can go back later and just go to the pull down menu on the upper in the upper left hand corner and pull it down to uh, listings that you favorited or whatever we put in that pull down menu and it will show you just the stuff that you favorited. You can look at new listings that are, were posted today and don't forget we're no longer posting big batches of listings on the 1st and 15th. We're doling them out as they come in. Um, so you're getting stuff that's fresher that doesn't sit you know waiting to be published on the 15th let's say we got it on the 7th and we would wait until the 15th to publish it everything that comes in now is going out relatively live like maybe the next day or maybe two days later at most but it's going out pretty darn fresh um, the reason we're doing that is because we want to shorten the turnaround time to the industry people and frankly it's it's stressful putting together a big batch of listings for the 1st and 15th of every month as we've been doing for 25 years. It's really stressful. Um, so the favorites is new and also you guys are going to really like this. I have a feeling you can now click on when you get an email saying here's what the listings are today and you click the submit to this listing button directly below each listing it will take you directly to that listing. First, it'll take you, and if you're not already logged in, like your computer doesn't know that you should be logged in as a current taxi member. If you haven't saved your credentials, it'll ask you to log in, then take you to the listing. But uh, most people, you know, have themselves have their credentials saved. So when you click the submit to this listing button, it will take you directly to that listing. Yay us! Um, I want to say thanks to Michael Cheney, our, our tech guy, uh, and Adam Giacopuzzi for uh, being very helpful with that. I think you guys are really going to like that. Um, so those are the big announcements for today. The Taxi TV section of the forum, the favorites, and clicking the button, which takes you right to the listing. Okay. So uh, I want to talk very briefly about what, we're, what our mission is today. We're going to learn what it's like to sit in the hot seat when you're the person pitching the music, okay? Um, I figured this would be a great use of the music that is, you know, starting with number 31 on the list from last week. This is all unfiltered music that we got from our members um, submitted for last week's show. And obviously we couldn't get to like 200 submissions. So we're at number 31 now. The music could be wonderful, it could be less than wonderful, um, but we're not here to judge today. We're not going to vote plus one if we like it, minus one if we don't. Many, many years ago, when I first started the company, uh, a gentleman named John Brahaney, who many of you know is very near and dear to my heart, he's no longer with us, he passed away a few years ago, but was a major inspiration um, and mentor of mine. And he taught me about casting. And I'm not talking about casting an actor for a part, but casting back then, it was casting songs. Uh, would this be good for Celine Dion? Would it be good for that particular band, this artist? You, you would, it's important as a publisher, as somebody who's trying to get songs cut by other artists to know what it is that you've got in your hand and who you'd want to pitch it to. Well, the industry has changed somewhat. Uh, film and TV has become very important. Film and TV music and, and synchronization has become very important over the years, the last several uh, in particular. Um, 
but yet the old school industry still exists where you could pitch songs to artists or you could say uh, you know th this would be good for this kind of scene in a tv show or a film and frankly the stuff that you might pitch for television uh, could be different than what you would pitch for a feature film uh, what you pitch for a big hollywood blockbuster um, might be different than what you would pitch for an indie film. So what we're going to do today is, is learn how to think like a publisher would, um, somebody who pitches music. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, people are putting stuff in the in the chat room that I don't even understand. Uh, oh, I see Polly's in a hotel in Somerset, New Jersey tonight. Uh, I've been there. I used to live about 20 minutes away from Somerset. Fell asleep on the bus once and ended up in Somerset in the middle of a blizzard. Um, called my first wife to come and get me, and she said no. <laughs> I hitchhiked back from Somerset, and now you know why she's my ex-wife. Anyway, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to this stuff, and again, we're not voting. We're not judging whether we like it or it's good or I would do this to fix it. None of that. We're going to be very, very singular in our purpose, and we are going to just simply say, I would pitch it for this. And I will try and let you know, uh, I will definitely let you know before we listen, if it's an instrumental or a song. Um, and then we'll decide after we listen to like a minute and a half, um, what we would, you know, where could you hear this? Could you hear it? in a romantic hand-holding scene on a beach? Could you hear it uh, in an episode of How It's Made? Could you hear it in an episode of CSI while they're looking through a microscope? Could you hear it in an episode of Homeland when they're racing to save the world from blowing up? That's what I want you to do, okay? I think it will help you understand ultimately how to better pitch your music and how necessary it is for you to deliver music uh, to the industry that where they can hear what the pitch would be. It, it makes it better for publishers signing you. It makes it better for music supervisors who are looking. So that is our goal today. And with that, let us get started, but not before yours truly takes a drink of Rockstar. Very little sleep, time to wake up. Didn't want to spill any of that on my tie. Um, Got to look good for the big wedding. Okay, so the first thing we are going to listen to um, is called Levitation Revisited, and this is by Pete Lamberti, and it is an instrumental. Uh, hopefully my levels are good. Oops. There we go. No cake today. Remember, what would you pitch this for?
going to get a lot of those really quick fades today. All right. So I want to hear from you guys. Again, we're not voting for anybody that arrived late. We're just trying to imagine what we would pitch this for. Um, and, and be more specific. I, I see Tinsmith says scenery, imagery. Okay, but that, that's a little vague. Um, by the way, Robbie Hancock, uh, I spent three hours yesterday on Sunday writing questions for an interview for you for a taxi passenger profile. And I got to the end of it and I thought, did I even ask Robbie if he would do it yet? So if I didn't, because I intended to like a month ago, I forgot, the questions are written, please call me tomorrow because I was trying to squeeze in a call before today's show. Um, Okay, uh, not about sounds like uh, sounds like sailing from Peter Rayhill. Um, manufacturing scene for a kids show from Gloria. Uh, James Bond flying in a helicopter down the Grand Canyon looking for the bad guys. Uh, car commercials, medicine commercial, driving at night. Um, I see a car driving down a road at night, perhaps a city street with lots of street lights. I'm liking that one, Polly. Uh, a travel commercial. So I, I'm, so far, I'm liking Polly's suggestion the best. Uh, the nighttime driving down the streets thing. Um, Oh, these, uh, you're welcome, Robbie. Uh, a drug company uh, commercial where they're trying to make their product sound safe, even with all the bad side effects. You know, it's funny. I, I took Flexrel because I had a muscle cramp, and I took it last night, and my vision is a little blurry today, which is one of the side effects of Flexrel. So uh, you got to believe that. A crime show intro, a research moment, I, I think that that is good. Um, a reflective scene by a protagonist. Uh, possibly. Uh, sounds like something is seen for Segway. Uh, and that one's coming through weirdly. It just says Segway, dot, 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 Segway with a blue line. Some sort of uh, link. Um, Marcus sees uh, cops preparing their guns, I guess, ready to go on a raid, or raid before a stakeout, he says. Um, countdown tension from Wadi. Um, Tim Walter likes Polly's idea of the cars. A Nova Space documentary from Vicky, a late night radio show. Uh, Mojo says Flex Reel is one of the things that works. It really does. It's just every time I take it, I forget and I get like 20% less good vision the next day. Um, driving on a winding road, leaving a place with pretty scenery. I think all of those are fairly well in the ballpark, but I've got to go. If I had to pick one that I would think of or, or would agree with the most, maybe, uh, would be Polly's thing. Um, gosh, there was a, a movie with uh, three or four young girls who wanted to go. Oh, Spring Breakers. It's a very odd movie, but really kind of good, kind of riveting. Can't turn it off, even though it's a little creepy. Um, three or four young ladies that get hooked up with this really creepy criminal guy. And... Uh, they uh, in South Florida, Miami, and there's a scene of them driving over one of the causeways that goes, you know, through the bay in uh, down near downtown Miami, and, and this would absolutely work for that scene. Um, it sounds just 
slightly ominous. Slightly. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marcus saw the movie, says, sick movie. It was. Um, okay. So, yeah, James Franco was in it. It was a sick movie. I just discovered it like a year ago. I've got to say, I've seen it three times since, and it, it is strange, but good. Uh, okay, so that's the first one. One down. Moving on. Um, this next one is called, I should flip my list over here. Number 32 is Box of Stars. It's by Bob Fry, um, and it's an instrumental. Nope. Now it's an instrumental. seconds long sorry about that but uh okay so i saw intrigue i saw a cop show uh, sounds like a detective finding a lead to a case it's wicked busy it is it could even though it's busy i mean i wouldn't want to drop that under dialogue but it could work um macgyver working his way out of a sticky situation yeah larry carlton uh definitely larry carlton style guitar um <laughs> Jennifer Aniston movie when all the girls are plotting revenge. Uh, cruising a car for a luxury commercial. Um, very high end. That's a really good call, uh, Gloria. It, it does, there's something about that connotates luxury. I agree with you. There's definitely luxury in there. It's fairly outside for a commercial. Um, not totally straight ahead jazz. Um, might be pushing the envelope, but then again, that might be a good idea. Um Walk, uh, Craig Robart says walking through a casino, uh, sexy jewel thief, uh, sneaking through a mansion, evading capture during a cocktail party. I like that, Sasha. You're thinking. You're thinking the whole th thing through. Um, 
1975 flashback. Uh, uh, Polly must have said something good because somebody is off is agreeing with him. <laughs> it's already gone. Sorry, Polly. Uh, sneaking around somewhere. Nice use of the term outside. Haven't heard that in a while. That's because I'm so old that that's what people called jazz that was outside. Uh, back when I was a kid, <laughs> a person to uh, trying to escape while being cheated, uh, jewel thief. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, a surf or snowboard video. Gosh, who's the guy that makes those incredible um, skiing videos? He's uh, been around forever. This would be awesome. Uh, I, I can't think of the guy's name, but those videos where they drop people at the top of a mountain and they ski down like 12,000 feet, practically need an oxygen tank to ski at those altitudes. Um, thieves sneaking through a musician. So I, I think that we're kind of honing in on um, this like sophisticated sneaking around thing. Um, Warren Miller, thank you, Wadi. Yeah, Warren Miller ski films. This this would actually work really well for one of those. Um, glamour profession and beyond. I don't understand that. Um, Ocean's Eleven robbery scene. Yeah, that goes along with the kind of high end sneaking around. So good, you guys are thinking this through. Um, you know what you're also trying to do? If you flip this and did a 180 on it, you would be acting like a music supervisor because I think that a lot of music supervisors are huge fans of music, but they're not necessarily musicians. So it's sometimes tough for them to describe what they want in purely musical terms. They may be able to nail a genre. They can probably nail some references. But they probably couldn't say, you know, blues rock with a, a bunch of minor sevenths in it. They, they can't all get that technical. So it's cool that you guys as musicians are, are describing stuff uh, in the reverse of that. Uh, sophisticated mischief. All right, Marcus summed it all up. Anyway, good job, you guys. All right, moving on to number 32, yet another instrumental. This one is called El Noche España. Whoops, wrong mouse. El Noche España, and this is by Steve Smith. Can I go make it cooler? I'll be right back. Thank you. 
Mojo says, good work for a spaghetti western. Marcus says, dusty road uh, on a Harley. I gotta remember to stop these things. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm loving some of this music so much, I keep forgetting to stop it around a minute 30. But, uh, okay, Vicky says, wow, this is cool. She is playing when the girl has left. And he's alone, missing her, but trying to get uh, on with his life, and then decides he's going to try to get her back. Or another possibility, planning a heist. <laughs> okay, two completely different things, but you're right. Um, it has a sense of determination, says Ken. Uh, Polly says, dusty roads, Harleys are nerve-wracking ride. <laughs> um, audio painter says, adventure-seeking. Uh, Robbie Hancock says, this is definitely a movie. He sees vampires coming together to fight werewolves. Uh, personally, I would use the opening riff, perhaps even in a trailer, as long as there's a good edit point, which I don't think there is, he says. Um, Bob LaGrasso says, Western, uh, uh, Anonymous 8065 says, intense racing scene. Marsons on Maui says, open road, motorcycles riding through the desert. We've got a lot of motorcycles, dusty roads, desert. Um, there's a movie called The Counselor that was out two years ago, two and a half years ago. Had some scenes like that, kind of classic, uh, you know, where the... the you see the heat coming off the, the highway, the two-laner out in the middle of the desert kind of scenes. This would work for that. I agree uh, with those of you who said that. Uh, and it's funny, you know, um, nobody's really brought it up. Obviously, it was intended to have some sort of um, Spanish or Latin influence because it's called uh, El Noche España. Um, I took French in high school, so I'm guessing uh, this is uh, Spanish night. <coughs> Just saying. Uh, it, it's got a little tinge of uh, Latin in there, but it's not so pronounced that you would only pitch this for a scene in uh, a movie that takes place in Mexico or somewhere uh, with a Latin theme. Uh, oh, Marcus says he saw Polly comment on the, the movie The Counselor before Michael said it. Now, I just steal the best stuff from there and then repeat it like it was all my idea. <laughs> Uh, uh, Robbie Hancock just ate a half a bag of ketchup chips. <laughs> I'm jealous. Um, urgent cross-country driving, not a road trip. That, you know, it does have a sense of urgency to it. God, I love the fact that you guys are really thinking this stuff through. I think it's awesome. I mean, where, you know, they don't teach this stuff in college. All right, uh, man. I love the fact that you guys are paying attention and learning. Okay, next one. Yet another instrumental. This is all random. This is whoever uploaded their stuff to our, uh, or put their links up on our Facebook page last week. This one is called Romance, and it's by Henry Winkle. Here we go. Instrumental, by the way.
definitely a lot of people commenting about couples, bromance. <laughs> Thanks, Vicky. Uh, insurance commercial. Coffee cream moving into chaos. Anything to do with coffee is good. Reflective, Polly says. Adriana, I agree with you. Jane Austen movie. Totally a Jane Austen movie. I had that thought in the first few notes. See, and I copped to the fact that you nailed it first before I said anything. <laughs> a parent uh, looking back, uh, reflecting on a child's life as they grow up and, and leave the nest. Okay, I've got to see where am I time-wise. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I am so running over. Um, but we're commenting as we're going. Um, 17th century dance or ballerina scene, uh, perhaps love watching uh, for after falling in love with her. Oh, love. What, yeah, I, you know what, if you're watching, you know what he said. <laughs> Very beautiful piece. Really good job from Henry Winkle, uh, who always says great work. Um, Sarah Mann serenades his wife at the Eiffel Tower. He just happened to have a uh, grand piano with him. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, a couple looking through a scrapbook. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that maybe the most common theme is reflective. Uh, it's funny because Henry entitled the piece Romance. If I were a music supervisor looking down a list, uh, I don't know that I, I would this is almost like lost romance, you know, lost love. I mean, it is definitely reflective, I think, that uh, a lot of you guys picked up on. So uh, I, I might think about retitling it uh, just to make it a little more obvious, but it's a beautiful piece. It definitely could use that for many, many, many kinds of scenes. Uh, and that's what you want. You want to be pitching music that has many uses. If it's a, a once-in-a-lifetime uh, event, uh, you know, situation, scene that's going to come up, um, that's not that valuable to a publisher because they're going to go to the trouble of signing the paperwork, maybe paying uh, some sort of uh, advance on the piece of music, and then it could lay there like a lox waiting for the day when exactly the right scene kind of walks through the door and they can pitch it. Something like this, you could probably pitch a few times a week and it would probably get several placements a year. Um, almost Debussy-ish. Uh, uh, anyway, okay. Um, you guys nailed that one. Now we're moving on. Hoo -hoo, Robbie Hancock is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. And again, I didn't pick this order. This is just how they came into the site. This is Robbie Hancock's song called Shine. Play. Love the vocal on this. I need 
need you to know that you make me feel alive. You had to risk it all, gamble everything. It's in the way you look at life, taking in each day. I made the most of it, even through the gray. You shine, oh, you shine, you shine. Breaking down the walls, seeing all the way inside. All right. Uh, <laughs> Polly says, couple in a motel in the desert running from something. By the way, that was Adriana singing, uh, singing the harmony part on that. Um, beautiful as always. Um, song very intimate, right? Okay, so uh, great work, Robbie. I see this in a romance movie. Lovely. And in a moment, I'm going to ask Robbie what he, but don't say anything, Robbie. I, I want to get you last. Uh, walk through the park um, montage from good behavior I didn't see that movie um, people reuniting at the end of cold case nice going Darren that's that's putting your thinking cap on um, there's some melancholy in there not just romance um, Uh, Romeo and Juliet type love, forbidden love, sneaking around from their parents. That's from Sasha. Intimate minor key vibe. Lots of uses for that. Um, having to say goodbye to somebody you love. Thank you, Nat. Good, good thinking. Um, a couple walking hand in hand down the road. I agree that the, the minor aspect. Oh my gosh, it's that time of day where I get really strange lighting from the sun going down. Um, I've heard this song before. As a matter of fact, I heard this song over the weekend when I was uh, stalking Ravi online as I was writing the questions for the passenger profile I'm going to do with him in the newsletter. I heard this song, and there is a, um, anytime you add a minor to anything, um, it gives a different connotation. And as, and I want to mention, um, adding the harmony vocal. If you took that song and had no vocal, it could be pitched for kind of one bag of things. And by adding the harmony vocal with the female, Adriana, um, it, it gives it a whole different vibe and almost gives it like a, a different path of stuff that I would pitch it for. Um, ooh, Anonymous, 8065, and now I know why you're anonymous. So Anonymous says, stylized scene where someone was murdered and the loved one loved one is revenged hmm now we know what's going through your head and why you're anonymous actually that's a really good observation um ending credits on a movie of two people i like that It'd be a great end credit song uh, transition scene uh that's from rip wolf but i don't know what kind of transition i need a little more um 
information. Uh, okay, so Robbie, I want to hear from you, the person who wrote this. Uh, what would you, what kind of scene, maybe you didn't have an idea, but when you finished the song, did you have uh, any sense of what it would be good for? Other than getting heard by millions of people and earning you some income? for Robbie. <laughs> I think Robbie went to the restroom. <laughs> he's, out, he's ordering a pizza. Uh, okay. <laughs> I always feel bad when I go back and watch the archives. I'm sitting there like waiting for something to show up in the, uh, in the chat room. Okay. Well, hopefully Robbie will chime in momentarily. Um, <laughs> right, you overdosed on ketchup chips. <laughs> anyway, uh, definitely reflective, emotive. Um, certainly, uh, with Adriana's vocal in there, is very um, like the tug of war. You know, man, woman, male, female relationship, not a relationship. Uh, I, re I really think that Robbie might have passed out from excitement. <laughs> He's just gone. <laughs> all right. Well, then, we're going to be moving on here in a second because I can't wait all day. Uh, Sir Jamslot says, because of female vocal, the main character is a female. She's packing boxes in an empty house. She's sad, contemplating, finds a picture, stops to stare at it. Really good detail. So, yes, uh, oh, Robbie surfaces, but that was great detail, uh, Sir Jams a lot. Robbie says, I typically am doing my best to stay out of the way of dialogue by layering the vocals and aiming for montage scenes at, or end credits about relationships um, failing in and out, of, falling in and out of love. Um, yeah, it's perfect for that. So, uh, there you go. You heard it from the horse's mouth, and I think the horse was correct in this case. Uh, all right, moving on, we are going to hear now. Let me watch the time. I'm still good. Um, this is a song from Jan Bars. Uh, Jan is from Holland. Um, so I, maybe he's watching. I don't know. Um, we fit tonight, and this is a song. And by the way, if anybody hears something, somebody pointed this out in the chat, and they were absolutely right. Um, you, we don't have to only think of scenes. I, I should have said that at the top of the show. I fully intended to, but didn't. Um, if you hear a song and you think it's really great for a particular artist, mention that. Because, as I did mention with uh, what I learned from John Barhaney many, many years ago, song casting. Who would this song be good for? Not just what kind of scene. All right, We Fit Tonight by Jan Bars.
Jan, I can tell that. Very, very popular uh, and a talented man. Um, I'm trying to get caught up here, so I'm probably be great for Tinashe. I, I don't know. T-I-N-A-S-H-E. I don't know who that is. Um, Sir Jamslot says, packing her lipstick in her handbag, she puts on her coat, reaches, smiles at the camera, she's going out with her BA, <laughs> with her bay. Uh, it's a little bright, but I could hear that it's in the club. Uh, one of the girls in Empire. Um, uh, let's see. Ariana Grande, I can hear her taking it up uh, an octave on the hook. Interesting. Uh, Polly is waiting for it to get bigger. Could be a good fit for uh, Ariana Grande. Um, sounds like a listening party at the club. It's a classy joint. It definitely connotates class, doesn't it? it you instantly think of classy stuff. Um, club scene, guy looking for a particular girl at a bar, girl walking through downtown, strutting, ignoring cat calls. She turns around with her AR-15 and sprays all the guys whistling. Just kidding, I ad-libbed that. Um, girl getting ready to take the stage in her dressing room, making sure she's looking fine for the big show. It's for Bob LaGrasso. Um, Marcus says, any of the housewife shows, love and basketball, etc. Good call. I like that. Club music from Peter Rahill. Uh, a romantic let's get it on sex scene. Let's get it on. Um, guy asking a girl for a date. Uh, oh, Jan's here. Hey, Jan. Uh, what was your intention in the hook? Um, the sex scene part, the romantic let's get it on stuff? Um, up one octave? Oh, I see. That was my intention on the hook, to go up one octave. Um, Mojo says the instrumentation is upscale hip-hop. Uh, oh, Jan says the vocalist couldn't do it. Well, hopefully the, <laughs> the lady who's saying that isn't watching the show. Uh, Okay, Jan, uh, as long as you're here, you're awake and you're watching, um, what was it that you were shooting for? Polly just asked that, and I couldn't agree more. I'd love to know, what when you finished the song, what did you think it was pitchable for? While you're doing that, I will get us ready for the next one. Um, It's like a thing. Every time we ask somebody, so what were you thinking of when you finished the song or when you wrote it? The crawl, the feed on the chat room just stops. Uh, oh, he was thinking of Ariana Grande, ha huh? and uh, And had a vocalist. They couldn't do that octave. So there you go. Anyway, um, party scene, any of the real housewives, says Mojo. Um Good stuff. And we're moving on. This one is number 37. This is from Kathy Fraser or Fraser. Uh, it's called Music and Variations 3. Um, and 
This is an instrumental. Let's have a listen. Smith says, uh, Brunstein, Sasha, or no, Charles Wilson says, Faulty Towers. Marcus says, Grey Poupon. Looking at the time. Where did it go? I lost it. Oh, there it is. Okay. I need a piece of tape on there. Just as he sees a drawing room. It's chamber music. <laughs> Peter Rahill says, Pardon me, do you have any cheap yellow French's mustard? Nights drinking at the round table? I was thinking more like a bunch of guys with powdered wigs and not on Sunset Boulevard. I'm talking about like old school, 16, 1700s. Maybe 1800? No, 1700s. Yep, one of those uh, period shows like Versailles or The Tudors. Game of Thrones, anyone? Medieval Courtyard. Okay, I've gone over on my time. All right, so, I mean, that one I think is pretty obvious. Now, here's the interesting thing about it. It, it almost uh, has, doesn't almost, it has several different movements in it. So as an editor or music supervisor, you might find it a little difficult to put in a scene because it could be that, you know, 48 seconds into it, it goes into that other movement. So you would then have to look at the first, second, maybe third movement within to go, is there something that I can edit and loop in there to stretch it to a minute and 21 because I want to stick with the same um, melodic theme uh motif if you will from top to bottom on that scene so uh recital and the parents are checking their iphones just before the red wedding on game of thrones sasha good one uh nice detail in that two adversaries heading toward each other from different locations um what time period do you give us you know are you talking about two gang members in east la with uh with Uzis or, or something? Are you talking about guys on horses? Um, Michael struggling with his tie? <laughs> you know, I did have to tie it three times this morning. New tie. It needs a little breaking in. Um, someone practicing to get to Carnegie Hall. That would be an on-camera thing, uh, which obviously gets done. You could use the piece, but you would need to... Uh, have somebody on camera that looks like they're actually playing the piece or somebody that could actually play the piece. Um, uh, Dellingen says it's a bit too modal for classical. 
um, Phrygian, Spanish. Man, you're way over my head. I, I still read comic books. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh Okay, Mixolydian, I know. There's a there's one I know. Uh, Powdered Wigs is the name of my next band. <laughs> uh, Travel Channel. Oh, a reality house hunters uh, show in England or Wales. Good one. Could work in a series like Legion, those trippy scenes. Uh, Peter Rahill says Batman-ish. Uh, maybe in Bruce Wayne's house? Is there sipping champagne and eating hors d'oeuvres? I, I don't get that one, Peter. Um, Martians on Maui says no strictly minor I was kidding about the comic books actually I should read comic books because you can just look at the pictures and figure out the story um, I can't even pronounce that word Phrygian Phrygian is that how you say it um, was that a flat 2 or a flat 6 I, I wouldn't know um, yep, a rich guy's house, Ray Hill says. Uh, oh, I, I can't pronounce, not only can I not pronounce um, the scale, I can also, or the mode, I cannot pronounce, uh, I'm sorry, what, what was your name? Um, Kathy's uh, name in the chat. Lasco and the Powdered Wigs, opening act at the Whitey Tidies. Dear God. Uh, anyway, all right. Anyway, incredibly well executed. Great piece of music. Um, could certainly find a home. And uh, yeah, uh, I think you could even juxtapose it in, in something modern, contemporary, and comedic. And, and juxtaposition would be an interesting way to use it. But the typical way to pitch that would be um, anybody with a powdered wig. Got them in your movie? Use that music. Um, and now we're getting into music theory with Polly talking about stuff like not a pure minor. Uh, boy, there's so many ways you could make a joke out of that, but I'm not going there. Okay, and now we're moving on to yet another person who's in the chat room. And I still have time, yes, for I Choose Love by Marcus Cohn, our very own Kano Beats. And this is an instrumental. Here we go. Love the guitar part. says it's a song on my sheet says instrumental okay now remember pitch what could we pitch this for let's focus get back on track 
All right, I think we all agree that we love that. It was cool. Now let's think about how. what would you pitch that for? What would you pitch that for? Um, I'm going to start off uh, the movie Let's Be Cops. I believe it was the first one. The second one, not quite as good, but the first one, Let's Be Cops, had a scene with... Uh, I can't remember now, but there was a scene this would have been great for. <laughs> there, I filled a little time while you guys were ramping up to making your suggestions. Uh, Bob Pori says, driving in a car at night with street lights flying by. Um, TV game show, driving in a car at night, heading to score a big deal. Uh, I think uh, ripoff means a drug deal, not a record deal, right? Um Gosh, if the NSA is listening, I'm in big trouble. Uh, retro 70s bad guys like uh, Brad Pitt with uh, slicked back hair and chintzy mustache getting their guns ready for a heist. Um, Superfly, Curtis Mayfield, urban drug movie. Yeah, I think that we're, we're definitely... Maybe that's where his name Kano comes from, Kano Beats, because it's all about the drug deal. He simplifies the matter by just saying, Marcus says, I just pitched it to a taxi listing asking for pop funk, which it definitely is. Definitely retro pop funk. Um, anything's got a clavinet I personally love. i got to ask you, uh, were those real drums? I'm, I was listening very intently and could not tell. Um, I, I'm, I just want to know, Marcus. Uh, sounds like a, a night at the Cotton Club in Harlem, New York end of a scene where the person uh, the group just had success or gotten away with something uh, the part of how it's made where they show the products before they show how it's made <laughs> Marcus heard my Kano joke uh, a current time uh, present day character acting like a retro cop uh, Bruno Mars song that would be great um, let's see, did Marcus answer me about the drums? He played it himself in addictive drums. So uh, did you quantize it at all? Cause, I mean, it actually, it felt pretty tight, not in a bad way. I mean, it felt, um, there wasn't a lot of slop in there, but it had a lot of uh, human dynamics. So I'm guessing that you actually, you're the reason that the dynamics were there. Because like the turnarounds, the boop boop, just felt awesome um a person drinking a coke cola trying to dance to impress a girl see if i were dancing it would not impress man woman or beast can't dance to save my life uh target or gap commercial um i actually think that would be great for a target commercial um scene in a dance movie uh, hmm played live so the right using addictive drums I think you said addictive right um, played live got it um, nightlife show where you get to experience different getaways 
Uh, car commercial with the life-size hamsters. There, I like that. Sasha comes in with another good one. Yeah, um, Kia commercials with the life-size hamsters. Don't you just want to, like, go hang out with those hamsters? They look so sweet and friendly. Um, oh, Marcus says he wrote it after seeing a Target commercial. Well, once again, I ripped off somebody in the chat room. Yeah, I, I agree with them, but I think somebody else said it first. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I can just pretend like I know what I'm talking about. All right, let's try and get, uh, what time is it? Uh, it's 5 o'clock. Let's do two more, and then I really got to split for that wedding. Um, if only Robin Leach were still with us. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. I used to fill in for the audio post mixer on that show every now and then and got to record Robin Leach doing the voice to picture for that show. It was the 80s. Yeah, it was the 80s. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Okay, uh, this one is called The Movies uh, by Brad McKinney, and it's a song. Let's have a listen. Projector. Whoa, level. Focus. Think about pitching. What would I pitch this for? Anonymous says Pixar film. Gilmore Girls transition music or montage. Montage after a young breakup. Dawson Creek reunion show. Started off teen TV show, prep school, and morphed into plaid jeans, cowboy straw hat, getting out of a 68 Ford. Very important that you brought that up, Sir Jams, a lot. Honestly, that's a pretty solid country song. Um, it doesn't sound like it was necessarily a Nashville-produced demo, but um, it had some good production in it. I wouldn't say it was like the quality of what you get out of a great demo studio in Nashville, but for my money, that was a really strong country song. If, and I know it's kind of hard. The, the, the levels were weird in that. 
Um, it started out really strong and the levels came down. I could see it on the meter and I had to really strain to hear the lyrics, but I think that hidden in there was a well-crafted country song that was pitchable for, um, oh man, name a country artist that would work for, uh, let's get out of film and TV for a minute. Um, Brad Paisley, maybe, maybe, um, too specific for scenes, you know? You're probably right, Robbie. Uh, he means that the lyrics could be too specific to work in um, in a film where the script has a, its own story and a song. This is what's tough with country music. Country music is all about the story and the visual details, and it's really hard to make that work in, in a TV show or a movie. Um, Polly says he's given up on country music like he's given up on the NBA. I've never actually measured Polly, but I'm guessing he's not tall. Um, Keith Urban, good call, Ken. Uh, yeah, you know, this has the anthemic lift in it that country music has that makes you puff out your chest. And it's really well crafted. John Waite. <laughs> I think he said John Wayne. <laughs> uh, Sasha says uh, a country song for Rhett Thomas. Uh, anyway, I, I, I think that sometimes we think about film and TV too much and forget about the record side of the industry. And I think that song... Uh, I think it's pitchable. My friends in Nashville have a bar that's so incredibly high. But you know what? New writers always come from somewhere. If it were the same people getting cuts year after year after year after year, um, we'd still be listening to writers from the 60s and 70s. So uh, congratulations. Who was that from? Brad McKinney? I, I think that that was an excellent song. Really well crafted. Um, one more. Okay. This one is called, and this is number 40, this one's called A Little Love by Michael Junkaya, and it's a song. You don't have to only think of artists and genre. You could think of film and TV. I'm just saying don't get stuck only thinking film and TV.
just fine He stole your heart, but it girl take mine I ain't trying to push a clock, girl, we got time But I gave you yours, so please don't waste mine Just like they say, love it or leave it Don't wait unless you wanna waste my feelings I got a big, big heart, when will you see That a little bit of love is all I need Okay, I've definitely run long. <laughs> I get sucked into the chat and ran long. Sorry, you guys. All right. Uh, it's funny. Nobody was really saying what they would do for that one. And something that I thought of before the show but didn't mention because I, I didn't want people to default. It's easy to say, I don't know what I would pitch this for. I don't know if it's pitchable for anything. I was pretty stumped by that one. I kept thinking I would love to connect Marcus with this gentleman. I think it was a guy. Um, yeah, Michael Junkaya. Um There was something there. I mean, there was definitely a song there. It just needed um, more production, um, fine-tuning on the production to draw the song that's in there out of it. And I was thinking Marcus would know what to do with this. But um, it always freaks me out a bit uh, when I've gone to other people's conventions uh, that are kind of like the road rally and they may have a listening panel um, and I used to see this happening at the road rally we'd have major label A&R people big like vice president level A&R people on a listening panel they would hear something and rather than saying I don't know what to do with it they'd say oh this would be good for film and TV that was code for I don't know what to do with it I don't know what to do with that one uh, it certainly wasn't terrible. Um, it didn't feel like it was fully fleshed out to me, and I couldn't think of anywhere to pitch it. Um, Polly says it makes him think of some of the shows that his preteen son used to watch on Disney. Um, Robbie Hancock says it seemed to be a big disconnect between the vocal and, and the music, or the music and the vocal. I'm scrolling back up because I think I... Uh, uh, Robbie is echoing something that I thought I think many of us probably felt, which is the rap could have come in way earlier or been the main vocal. The rap was the most interesting part. Um, club scene where it's going to end very badly. This is Sasha Rocks uh, for the girl. She's murdered and, and cut to CSI Miami team investigating. Um, Scrolling down. Danny Weber says Stranger Things for source music. It wasn't fleshed out enough to even work as source music. It, it, it sounded a little incomplete to me, like other stuff was missing. And I'm usually a fan of less is more. Um, Martin J. Frog says, more emotion on the vocal would make it uh, more pitchable to an artist. You know, so we put that in the listings all the time when it's artist pitch stuff. It's amazing. Uh, I, I know I've played this before. Just played it for the staff here at Taxi about a week ago. But um, gosh, what's the name of this song? Um, here Comes Goodbye, uh, which is the most amazing piano vocal I've ever heard in 40 years of being in the business. And not only is the song really really it, it got covered by rascal flats i believe it was a hit but the demo i think for my in my humble opinion is actually better um than the finished song was and uh, what makes it so great is the vocal delivery of the demo singer on this 
um, just amazing. And I, I had some staff members come in a week or two ago and play for him and said, you know, if anybody ever gets you on the phone or asks you at the road rally, can you get a cut with just a piano vocal or a guitar vocal? Yes, if you sing like that, you can. I'm always hesitant to play this. I've played it probably five or ten times over the years on Taxi TV. And a couple of times uh, it's been picked up by uh, whatever it is that U2 has. It says, nope, that's a copyrighted song, and they mute my audio. Um, anyway, I have to go. Um, <laughs> Polly is Michael's second wife now. <laughs> uh, that would be third wife. Uh I'm still on number two. Uh, anyway, I really got to scoot, you guys. I got to go to the wedding. Uh, so that's it. Next week, remember, um, thank you for uh, playing How Would You Pitch This this week. I think it was good. It was educational. I hope you liked it. Um, Sasha Rock says, do I think that the last thing we heard was contemporary enough for an artist pitch? No, I don't. Honestly, I don't. That's why I think it needs production help. I think the basic song is in there. Uh, melodically, it had some interesting stuff. Uh, thank you, Ken. I will have fun at the wedding. I'm going to have fun with the appetizers, which have just started coming out the door now. Um, so I need to hurry up and get myself to the lobby of that hotel or wherever it is they're serving the appetizers. Next week, I will be at Matt Hurt's place so that we can check out his uh, underwhelming studio. I think he called it something like that. Um, and there was something specific I wanted to talk to him about. I can't remember, but Matt is always an amazing guest. Oh, the five-year plan. We've been at, getting a lot of people lately going, what is the five-year plan? And I think that they think that it's a detailed play-by-play -play of what you should do like every month or every week during each of the five years. Not exactly, but you'll find out what it is on next week's amazing episode of Taxi TV. In the meanwhile... I'm going to bid you guys adieu. See you in a week. Have a great one. I'm going to have some awesome appetizers. Bye-bye, you guys.